Hello everyone, this is Myra with Holly Pulley's Everyday Ayurveda and Yoga podcast. This month we continue our exploration of the Gravati Gunas, the building blocks of life. The Gravati Gunas are described in the Vedas. These are the ancient texts that gave us Ayurveda and Yoga and Jyotish. We can understand nature and balance by observing the Gravati Gunas. And these are the 10 pairs of opposite qualities that are found everywhere in nature, including us. The Gravati Gunas give us a working model of the subtle and the physical universe. They are the duality behind all universal forces. In Ayurveda, they help us understand the alchemy of the five elements of earth, water, fire, air, and the ethers, and how to balance the doshas. In yoga, we use them to understand how to individualize the practices of asana, meditation, and pranayama, and how they're used therapeutically. In life, the lens of the Gravati Gunas can guide us to improve our decision-making, to connect with nature, and to understand ourselves as part of the universe. When applying the Gravati Gunas with Ayurveda, yoga, or anything else in life. The key thing is to understand the principle, like attracts like, and the opposite quality brings balance. This means that when you have a symptom, then look at it in terms of the qualities, and then bring in the opposite qualities to bring healing. If you see that principle at work in your body, mind, and environment, then you can become your own healer. So this month, we'll take a look at the Gravati Gunas of Dal, Mund in Sanskrit, and Sharp, Tikshna. So Dal and Sharp are at opposite ends of a sliding scale, you could say. Have you ever edited a photograph on your phone or computer and used the sharpness feature? As you drag the scale towards sharp, you can see all of the details and lines becoming really pronounced, like an etching. You can also increase the blur in a photograph and watch the details become fuzzy. Everything sort of melds together. This is a great way to see how an experience of something can change with more or less of a particular quality. Maybe you've had this kind of experience with your eyesight. The quality of eyesight is changeable, and it depends a lot on digestion, or agni. The eyes themselves are bright and sharp when agni is strong, and dull when agni is insulted. We can understand how agni functions, or not, in terms of dull and sharp. Slow agni is actually known as mand agni, Again, mand is the Sanskrit word for dull. Agni that's burning too hot and too fast is known as tikshna agni, tikshna being the word for sharp. These are imbalanced conditions of agni that lead us to disease. With mand agni, food sits in the intestines too long, whereas tikshna agni is too hot and burns up the food very quickly. You'll be hungry an hour after you eat a whole meal. 
There's another imbalanced condition of Agni. It's called Vishma Agni, which is irregular, moving between two extremes. Some Agni, or a balanced Agni, is that sweet spot we're looking for where we easily digest food and life. Balancing Agni has a lot to do with the six tastes, Shadrasa, sweet, sour, salty, pungent, bitter, and astringent. Too much of any one taste will cause Agni to go out of whack. Too much sweet taste, for example, increases kapha, resulting in dullness. Excess salty, pungent, and sour will increase pitta and sharpness. And excess bitter and astringent tastes will increase vata, resulting in sharpness in the attitude and in the body. Too much of any taste will eventually lead to dullness. The thing is, when we have too much of one taste, then we cause imbalance and we tend to want more and more of that taste. That's the principle of like attracts like. So we restore balance by introducing more of the opposite quality. For example, if you've decided to cut out any sweet taste for one reason or another, you might find yourself feeling pretty sharp. I know I did that for 10 years, and I was something like a razor. <laughs> the sweet taste is what you'd want to enjoy more of, oh, through things like whole grains, rice, wheat, oats, sweet vegetables like parsnips and carrots and sweet potato, and natural sugars, for example, maple syrup or honey or jaggery. So these are augmenting foods that will move you toward the mid-range of the scale. Extreme in the other direction is also not the answer. Eating too much augmenting food will create dullness in the mind and the body, and eating too much extractive food creates sharpness in the mind and body. So having an appropriate amount of each, about 60-40 proportionally augmenting to extractive, is what will maintain an adult body very well. You don't have to think about losing or gaining weight anymore. That was what I really liked about it because it really gave me a lot of freedom. The quantity of food we eat will also send us towards either dullness or sharpness. Consuming too much food in general, or overeating in one sitting, or snacking all day, it creates dullness in the mind and in the body. You'll find you'll wake up groggy in the morning from not digesting dinner, for example. And this is Agni, the digestive fire, being insulted. Dullness in the mind and body also comes from not eating enough. Somewhere in the middle is the right amount for your body and mind. And it's the connection to our spirit that helps us live in that sweet spot. We can also use dull and sharp to understand the mahagunas as they relate to types of food. The mahagunas are the three prime aspects that make up all of nature, tamas, rajas, and sattva. They provide the framework for the gravati gunas. Tamasic food, like processed and packaged food or meat, 
creates dullness in the mind and body. You'll see that reflected particularly in the skin. Rajasic food like coffee, garlic, and onions are sharp, and it creates stimulation and agitation in the mind. Yet if we think about sattva, balance and harmony, it's something else. It's pleasing and easy to digest and not agitating or dulling. There are so many beautiful sattvic foods. Most veggies lightly cooked, many fruits, grains, legumes, dairy. We have a great list of sattvic foods on our website. You can check it out. Before we look at other ways this pair of qualities present themselves in life, understand that neither quality is inherently good or bad. Dull often has a negative connotation. Think about your mind. Sharp is considered good in terms of your mind, but not in terms of your personality. The balance or right amount of each is, is what's important in most situations. But we may not see it when we're out of balance. Delusion and denial play a big role here. Let's look more at how Mund and Tikshna show up in life. The earth and water elements are dull, whereas the fire is sharp. Air and ethers can be sharp or duller. Think about it, especially how it feels. Air can feel sharp when it's windy and cold, and not so sharp with a soft breeze in the tropics. The combination of dull and sharp brings balance in many situations. Vata and or pitta in excess is sharp, and kapha in excess is dull. And the right amount of each brings us toward our own state of balance. So say you have excess pitta and vata. You're eating hot, spicy foods and working overtime. You're on that sharp end of the scale with lots of fire and air going on. Lightness is happening. To bring balance to your system, you'll want to increase the dullness, you could say, which relates to earth and water elements, or kapha, how to bring those elements into your life? Well, you can spend some time in nature, walk barefoot in the mud or in the grass on the earth, sip on some warm milk with a few spices and ghee in the evening. See how helpful this framework can be when you're making decisions every day in life? So let's think about some other daily activities. Sleep. How much and the quality of it is one of Ayurveda's four pillars of health. Sleep is inherently dull. It's tamas, the energy of darkness and inertia in our lives. We need tamas. We need dullness, but a small amount. There is a dull moment right before going to sleep that's really nice for the body and mind, and the mind starts to let go. But too little or too much sleep creates dullness also. Think about how you felt after the last time you hit snooze uh, on your alarm and slept in really late. 
or if you just didn't get enough sleep, it was probably a bit of a slog trying to get through the day. The right amount of sleep creates a nice amount of clarity and sharpness in the mind and in the body. Now, the way you use your senses throughout the day is going to have a really big impact. So the five senses are what are known as panchendriyas, pancha being five, indriyas meaning the senses. They're highly affected by the qualities of dull and sharp. The eyes and our sight, as well as the mind, can be dulled by too much screen time and especially by watching things like news and Netflix or sharp and focused after a nice walk in nature. Sound can be muffled and dull or sharp and piercing. Ingesting too much of it, such as listening to music or someone talking with a headset on continually, this will dull the mind and the senses in general. Too much of an activity, rajas, leads to tamas and dullness. Mumbling in your speech it expresses dullness, and clarity in the speech is more sharp. Too much sharpness and the speech feels intrusive. You could say the sense of taste is sharp with rajas or dulled with too much tamasic taste. The sense of touch on the skin can be extreme. If there's too much sharp quality when there's excess vata or pitta and quite dull with excess kapha. Observe yourself as you use your senses today as the means for you to express and receive energy. See if you can identify the qualities of dullness and sharpness. Just be a gentle observer, though. This is a process of self-study, known as svadhyaya in yoga. It's not about wrong or right, and there's no need to judge. Rather, it's for the purpose of knowing yourself as a human being and making conscious decisions that will increase your wellness and your vibrancy in life. Continually analyzing an over-reliance on the intellect brings excess sharpness. It increases tejas, which is the subtle aspect of pitta dosha. When I went to graduate school, it was quite intense, and tejas went up in me. I felt very attached to using my mind, that sharpness, and not so much with the balance of my heart. This can happen anytime we do things in an extreme or in really intense ways. There's an imbalance that's created between prana, which is the subtle aspect of vata, tijas of pitta, and ojas, the subtle aspect of kapha. And an imbalance of these subtle aspects can result in mental and emotional imbalance. Today we talked about agni, types of food and how to eat in a balanced way. A nice balanced agni is really the key to health. 
if you'd like some support with healing your digestion, we have a wonderful program available called Agni Therapy. It's a 21-day digestive reset program that guides you to deeply integrate Ayurveda and yoga into your daily life so that you can have a foundation for great health ongoing. So it includes yoga practices and energy work, a private support group, and weekly live Q&A, all to support your healing process. You can find out more on our website at halepule.com. That's H-A-L-E-P-U-L-E dot com. Until next time. In Ayurveda, we understand that we each have a unique constitution. Halipule's tridoshic approach is ideal for families and supports multiple constitutions. You can cultivate sattva in cooking, knowing that you're making meals that support everyone's constitution. Subtle adjustments may be required, but it doesn't need to be a stress point. To learn our tridoshic approach to create nourishing meals, Join Simple Ayurvedic Cooking with Halepule. Their recipes are easy, delicious, and will leave you feeling energized. And the link to join is in our show notes.